Hi, friends. Welcome to the Combed Education Podcast. Let's talk care. My name is Aras. I'm your host. And today I'm just going to get right into it. And I want to share with you 10 things that I wish I not only knew, but like actually implemented early on in my career. A lot of these are mindset uh, things that can manifest as physical things that you could do, but like it's a lot of mindset perspective shifting. Um, for those of you that don't know, I've been in this industry for 23, almost 24 years. I started when I was in high school. I grew up in this industry um, and I always say I'm just getting started, <laughs> even though you know I'm 20 something years in. Um, it, this is an industry that I'm incredibly, like as cliche as it sounds, but so blessed to be a part of. I'm fascinated by this industry. I am in love with this industry and all of the potential that it has. And as I've grown in my career as stylist and educator, there's a huge calling for me that I've experienced for many years to contribute, to give back, to help not only the veterans, people who've been at it as long as I have, people who've been doing it longer, but especially those of you who are newer into the industry, a lot has changed in the 20 something years that I've been behind the chair. but today I want to share the, the just the top 10 things that I just wish I implemented earlier on. Um, not to say that I would change anything and how I've I've navigated my career. I'm very proud of how I've navigated my career. But I think if I had to do it again, these are some things that I would implement. So let's get right into it. Number one, I oh God, see you younger people, you younger hairdressers are way more open-minded to this than my generation was. But I feel like there's still some of you who aren't embracing this fully. Um, And it's that continuous learning is essential. Continuous learning is essential. And I'm going to put a little caveat here. Continuous learning and investing in education is essential. While watching YouTube listening to podcasts, watching Instagram videos, little quick reels, uh, webinars, those are all great. I mean, the webinars, depending on what is being taught, um, those are all great, but there is a time and a space and a necessity in investing in your education and continuing to learn. This is an ever evolving industry. There are new techniques, new trends, new products that are emerging constantly. You have to, you don't have to. What I would have done earlier on is embrace a mindset of continuous learning and personal and professional development. So when I say continuous learning, it it's all of it. Learning about yourself, your mindset, communication, business, social media, technique, chemistry. Like there's so much to learn And I think one of the first podcast episodes I did, I think it was probably episode two or three or something, uh, was titled, When You're Green, You Grow, When You're Ripe, You Rot. And what that translates to, if you ever get to a place where you're like, I'm good, like, I'm good, I don't need to take a class, I'm good, you are going to rot. So you must, must always keep this mindset of, How can I continue to grow? How can I continue to level up? Because when you stop doing that, listen, there's this analogy that I learned about, and it's that there is either growth or decay. 
There is no chilling. There is no coasting. There is no I'm good. You and your business are either growing and in growth or decaying and in decay. So if there's any point where you're like, I'm good, nope, how can you grow? Because if you're good for too long, you're going to look back and be like, oh, shit, I was on a downhill downhill spiral, okay? Um, so workshops, classes, seminars, industry events, independent education, branded education, all of this is going to contribute to your growth and your success. Another thing to consider, guys, if you're smart about your money, whatever you invest in your education is a write-off. So just be mindful of that as well. Don't do it so that you have a write-off. Do it so that you stay continuously green, but just know that it's a beneficial situation for you. So number one thing I wish I had gotten early on is that continuous learning is essential in order to remain relevant and successful in this industry. Number two, building strong communication skills. Communication is the foundation of excellent customer service. So investing time in developing strong communication skills, both verbal and nonverbal, practicing active listening, having empathy, and clear communication is going to help you understand and fulfill your client's needs effectively. Because you have to remember a satisfied client and a happy client is not just about the end result, but the overall experience. And so I think, oh God, this is gonna make me sound old, but it's fine. Um, I think what's happened with, so you guys have to understand that when I was getting into this industry and just as I was growing up in this industry, texting was not what it is now, social media, emails. Like we talk to people on the phone. We talk to people face-to-face. -face. So we had to build strong communication skills and understand how to read people. Um, and so I think- you know, if you're from the generation of emails, texting, and social media, um, practicing communication skills, you have to intentionally set time out to do that in your everyday life, not just behind the chair. Um, you've got to understand how to communicate clearly, how to listen to what your clients are asking for, and not just do what you think needs to be done. Um, strong communication skills is imperative to have a successful business behind the chair period, hands down. Um, number three, time management is key. <laughs> it's key. As a hairdresser, time management is crucial. And ultimately, guys, we're not even just hairdressers anymore. We're content creators. We're accountants. We're bookkeepers. We're social media managers. We're videographers. We're photographers. We're editors. We're therapists. Like We are chemists in science. We are all of these things. So if you are not delegating your time and managing your time properly, it's going to be a shitstorm for you. Um, learning how to schedule your appointments efficiently, allowing time for each service, scheduling time for your photo shoots, like all of this is so important, um, not only to respect your time, but your client's time as well. Um, so by managing your time more effectively, you're going to provide a smooth and organized experience for your client, and you're not going to be running around like a chicken with your head cut off because you have time management skills right? So learning how to block time off because there's there's a whole movement now. You guys hear people talking about it all the time. You got to work on your business. You got to work in your business, right? So working in your business is you're in it behind the chair, doing the clients and then working on your business. How are you marketing yourself? What are you doing? What promotions are you doing? Your retail, all of that. So you got to learn how to manage your time and be disciplined with 
nope, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I have to do. Okay. Cause I didn't do that early on in my career. I let partying and having fun and all of that stuff take precedence over working on my business. And I paid the price for it. Um, it took a long time for me to get my wheels up because I didn't understand effective time management. Now, if you are a hairdresser and you have other things that you do like education or you work for a brand or there's other projects that you have going on, AI is going to be your friend. Um, I have an app. I'm not getting sponsored for this at all. I just fucking love it. It's called Motion. And I put in all of my projects when their deadlines are and Motion literally does my calendar for me. So I am not good at time management. I will think something will take me two hours. In reality, it's going to take seven. I'm not good at blocking time off. I get very distracted. So I'm using AI to my benefit. And I'm just like, hey, Motion, these are all the things that I have to do on the days that I'm working from home. These are when it's due. Just block off the time for me. So there are tools out there. Motion is one of them. Okay. So time management is key. Number four, building a strong professional network. Thank you, social media. Doing this is easier than ever. Networking is vital in our industry. So connecting with other hairdressers, um, attending industry events, education, engaging online. This is big, not just on Instagram, but all the Facebook groups. Um, being present and building a strong network within the industry is going to be huge. It allows you to collaborate. It's going to allow you to learn from others and stay connected and have your finger in the pulse of the industry. Building a strong network can open doors to new opportunities and provide valuable support through your career. Guys, more than you could ever imagine. Um, I did an episode called Shoot Your Shot. And one of the things I believe I talked about on there was like, if you want to collaborate with somebody or if you want to get to know somebody on Instagram, say it's an educator or another hairdresser and you just love what they're doing, shoot your fucking shot. Shoot your shot. Build that network of your hairdresser friends um, so that you guys can all kind of support each other, whether you're in education, whether you're behind the chair, salon owners, business coaches, like build a network of your people. And you will see so many doors open for you. It is wild. Okay. Number five, developing a personal brand. I wish I knew this earlier. Did not realize that. Um, in today's digital age, establishing a personal brand is literally essential. And it's so easy to do. I take that back. It's not easy to do, but it's easier to do because a lot of you I'm not saying all of you, so if this doesn't apply to you, don't hate me, but a lot of you are moving into your own suites. So it's a lot easier to, to make your own suite your professional brand. Um, showcase your work, share your knowledge, cultivate a strong online presence, okay? Social media platforms like Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, even Facebook, um, Provide an excellent opportunity for you to showcase your skills and attract potential clients. There are so many educators who are teaching on how to kind of find your unicorn client, how to attract your unicorn client, how to position yourself, how to market yourself as whatever your niche is, niche, whatever you want to call it is. Um, but what it really boils down to is you have to develop a personal brand and it's not just your logo. Who are you? What are the services that you provide? What is the experience for your client when they come sit in your chair? What is your specialty? What makes you special? 
because there's a hundred million people who do balayage and foliage and lived in and extensions and all that. What is your secret sauce? You freaking figure that out and you work that on social media. That is what's going to bring you so much um, attention, potential clients. It's building that brand. Okay. So remember to always though, present yourself as authentically as you can and consistently create to make a recognizable brand. Okay. And this is kind of off topic, but when you're looking at developing your personal brand and growing your social media, I see a lot of you guys on the Facebook groups like, Hey, follow for follow. Um, I'll follow you if you follow me. While building a big following feels great, if it's not your ideal client, if it's not your potential customer, it's worthless other than vanity. So if you build all these hairdresser followings, or if you build all all this following of other hairdressers, but you're not educating and you're not providing something for hairdressers, what good is that going to do for you other than make you look good? I mean, I guess it could make you look good vanity metrics. I get that. But when you're going to grow your social, um, you want the followers that you want in your chair. You want people to follow you that will turn into customers and sit their butts in your chair. That's what the focus should be, not just to grow your follower count. Okay, number six, embracing versatility and adaptability, okay? Our industry is so diverse. And versatility is a very valuable asset. So embrace opportunities to learn different ways of doing things. Um, There's a little energy there because I think a lot of us are just like, this is how I do it. This is how I've always done it. Your way doesn't work. I have to do it this way. That is a very closed-minded mentality. And while there's nothing wrong with that per se, if you're trying to grow, if you're trying to level up, you got to open your mind up a little bit. So um, I know a couple of educators who go against the grain and how they teach and what they teach, and they piss a lot of people off, but they help a lot more people than they fucking piss off because they do shit differently. So you've got to get to a place if you want to continuously grow and not decay, you have to embrace opportunities to learn things differently, look at things differently. Um, You've got to be adaptable to changing trends and what clients are asking for. Um, The more versatile you are, the broader your client base will be and your career opportunities will be. Now, this may go a little bit against um, what a lot of people are coaching on, which is niching down. There is a time and a place for both. Um, There is value in niching down, and then there's value in offering more than what your niche is. That's a decision you have to make as a colorist. All I'm saying is embrace being versatile and be adaptable to what's happening. Because the people who never learned how to balayage or foliage or do lived in color, they're struggling right now. They're struggling. The people who never learned how to tone and formulate toners, they're struggling. Because that's not what the industry, that's not what clients want right now. So you can get stuck in, this is how I do it. This is how I've always done it. This is what I specialize in. That's cool. But if you're not meeting the clients with where they're at, you're going to be absolutely irrelevant in just a couple of years. So be open to, okay, if that was your niche and it was working, like maybe it was mermaid rainbow hair and it was working for you and it's not working for you, time to pivot. Embrace the pivot. You can pivot at any point. It's your career. 
You can decide today, hey, you know what? That's not who I am anymore. This is the direction I'm going. And that's going to help my business grow. That's what you do. So embrace versatility and be adaptable. Okay, number seven, taking care of your physical and mental health. Hmm. This industry can be very physically daunting and mentally draining. You have to prioritize self-care, whatever that looks like for you, to maintain your well-being. Um, physically, take breaks, stretch, move your body, um, invest in comfortable footwear. Don't be a dumbass like me. I used to wear heels and wedges for the first 10 years of my career. You'll see me in docks and fucking New Balances right now. Like heels, no, maybe when I teach, that's about it. Um, so prioritize your physical well-being and um, the mental health, guys. Um, especially, I feel like there's a lot of hairdressers who are very empathetic or were empaths. And like, I don't know how your work situation is. I don't know what your salon setup is. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see what mine looks like. It's me and a chair. Um, and so it is a very intimate setting. It is a very intimate environment and I'm in my client's personal space. So there's a lot of heavy conversations that happen in this chair. And I know you guys have experienced it too. I've seen it on Instagram and social all the time. Like my clients are getting married. My client's having a baby. My client has cancer and I just shaved her head. My client's husband died. My client's wife cheated. Like these heavy conversations can absolutely take their toll on you. You've got to practice a way to like like not let it physically affect you. Um, I am a huge advocate for therapy. Even if you're solid and you're good, um, therapy can help teach coping mechanisms. If you don't want to do traditional therapy there, I mean, there are so many options um, on how to take care of your mental health, being in this industry, being with people. While I love it and it's my favorite part of the industry, I had to learn how to like literally put a shield up so that my client's stuff didn't get to me. Cause I used to go home and fucking think about all of my shit. Like I, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Um, but prioritizing your physical health, your mental health, so important. I wish I knew that earlier on. I wish I knew it earlier on. Okay. Number eight, building client relationships, um, building a strong client relationship, it is essential for a successful career. So you've got to invest your time in getting to know your clients, understanding their preferences and building trust. Treat every client as an individual. Learn them. Learn your client because there is nothing like I've experienced this. I have taken a lot of effort to understand how to learn people. Um, so there's a lot of my clients that will be like, oh my God, how did you remember that? Like they'll share with me like their neighbor's dog's story and like I'll remember it seven visits later. I've learned how to do this where when I'm with a client, my ears are very present and every information that they're giving me goes into like white space in the back of my brain that I forget about until I see them and it all comes flooding back. So building a relationship with your client, they've got to feel... Um, like they matter to you. I'll share this with you. Um, and this is completely unrelated, but totally related at the same time. I used to have this therapist years ago and his methods were great. 
Um, he specialized in EMDR, trauma therapy. And I was like, great, this is awesome. But, and I went for a year. Every time I'd go in there, um, he knew me, but he always had to like look and read notes to, oh yeah, that's right. You said that that last time. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. Like I would have to remind him. But I still went to him for a year. Fast forward, new therapist. Um, I get on and she's just like, boom, boom, boom. Remember three weeks ago, we talked about this. Da, 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 da. Remember last time we did this? Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, oh my God, I feel so seen, heard, and validated because you remember my stuff. So this kind of goes into building the client relationship. Like you want your client to feel like you know and care about them. Now, whether you want to take that friendship beyond the chair is up to you. I don't normally recommend that. Um, however, that's up to you. The point is building client relationships, so important. Number nine, embracing mistakes as learning opportunities. Early on in my career, anytime I messed up, I was an inch away from quitting the industry. I was like, I don't have what it takes. F this, I'm not good enough. What was I thinking? Who do I think I am? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I can't do this. Like all of that stuff. So the truth is mistakes happen. We are human and they are valuable learning opportunities if you let them. So instead of like dwelling on the mistake, embrace it as an opportunity to grow and improve learn from your mistakes. I know that this seems so cliche, but there's so many of you, I've seen it, I've talked to you, where you're like, I fucked up. And I just, I don't know if this career is right for me. And I'm just like, um, you're amazing. And you had one hiccup. So what? Like, what can you learn from that hiccup? What will you learn that you will never do again? Um, Seek feedback from your clients, like constantly strive for excellence. And when you mess up, it's okay. I have a, a, a blog post on this too. It's called, so you messed up. Now what? I got you. You. It's normal to mess up. Embrace it as a learning opportunity instead of something to uh, gauge yourself on. Like, oh, I fucked up. I suck. No, I messed up. I'm human. I'm going to learn. And guess what's not going to happen next time is this mistake. It's never going to happen again. So embracing this growth mindset is going to foster continuous improvement throughout your career. So this is a big one. And if you struggle with this, I see you. Uh, you just have to hack your brain and be like, okay, I messed up. I am human. Where did I go wrong? And how can I make sure this doesn't happen again? And how do I fix it? How do I own up to it? How do I acknowledge it so that my client and I are good? So that I'm not going to think about quitting this industry. Okay. And number 10. They don't teach you this shit in beauty school. They don't teach you this shit in high school. They sure as hell don't teach you this shit in life unless you've got smart people around you. And that is to invest and save in your retirement. And I say this with so much love in my heart because God, this industry and how it is set up to this point, there's not a lot of focus on money. There's not a lot of focus on what's the exit strategy. I've worked with hairdressers and seen hairdressers work well into their 60s and 70s, churning and burning through clients, fragile as fuck, back done, feet done, neck done, shoulders done, they're still working because they have to. Nobody told them 
hey, maybe you should invest in your retirement. Maybe you should look into an IRA. Maybe you should look into something. Um, and in no way, shape or form, am I going to give you financial advice? I am not a financial person. Um, but I just know I wasn't, in, it wasn't until I was like 31, 32, where I met with a financial advisor and was just like, shit, what the hell am I going to do? Because I don't want to do hair for the rest of my life. I don't want to work for the rest of my life. And so any younger, even not even younger, I don't care how you, long you've been in the industry, wherever you're at right now, please consider saving for retirement. Either reach out to a financial advisor or your bank, somebody who can help you set something up. Because saving cash ain't it. And I'll tell you this, the amount of money you're making right now, you're not going to be making forever. You might make a shit ton more for a little bit. You might make a shit ton less. You don't know. So saving for retirement, very important. Okay. And that is something that I wish I embraced earlier on. I didn't. And it is what it is, but I wish I did. Um, anyway, so this was not as quick of an episode as I was hoping for, um, but I wanted to just dive in and share with you guys 10 things I wish I knew earlier on, things that I had wished I had considered um, earlier on. And I think it would have set me ahead. Uh, again, I wouldn't change anything that I did uh, because everything led me to where I am and I'm a firm believer in that. But had I known better, I probably would have done better. So you know better, do better. Um, I hope whatever from this episode resonates with you you take whatever doesn't, you leave. Um, the goal here is just for me to share what I wish I had known. So I hope this was helpful for you. Um, until next time, happy hair coloring.